Once again, a very special welcome on behalf of Father Brian, the pastor here at St. Mary's, Father Paul Michael, the other associate, myself, all the staff. So good to have you here in Aguilene at St. Mary's Catholic Center. I know Father Brian already mentioned at the beginning about uh, welcoming specifically the class of 2024. And then also, we got to give a shout out to the class of 2021. Awesome. So just a heads up for 2024. Like sometimes the Holy Spirit is inside of us and groaning in us at Mass. And that groan can come out as our wildcat. So it's okay to give a hey or a whoop uh, here in Mass, all right? So just a heads up for y'all on that, okay? Cool. All right, so today I want to definitely dive in with y'all about what's going on in our gospel today. I think it's important for us to take a step back a couple of Sundays just to remember what's been happening when we're going through the Gospel of Matthew. So if you remember two weeks ago, we had the multiplication of the loaves and the fishes. So 5,000 men plus women and children who Jesus was able to provide enough food for from a limited number of just loaves and fishes. A great miracle of Jesus that's recorded in all four Gospels. Then last week we had Jesus who walked on water. Who the apostles and disciples who were in the boat were able to see Jesus walking on water. Another great miracle. So then today we have the Canaanite woman encountering Jesus. Now if you think about it, those tons and thousands of people who were with Jesus in the multiplication of loaves and fishes, they were probably like sending tweets throughout the land, like hashtag JC Miracle. And then Jesus walking on the water was probably trending on Reddit at the time. So this Canaanite woman knew about this miracle worker that was wandering in her part of the country, and she had her daughter who needed to be healed. Now, it's important for us to remember that the Canaanite people and the Jews didn't get along. So the Canaanite people actually were vicious towards the Jews. They were unclean. They were great sinners. They had multiple gods, so the Jews didn't want to really mix with them. We could say kind of like the Canaanites were the Longhorns, and we have the Jews as the Aggies, okay? So it's kind of, you know, I don't really want to mix with them too much. Though we can still be charitable towards them. So we have the Canaanite woman who's coming in, and you can kind of feel the uncomfortable uh, sense from the apostles and even from Jesus that she's coming here. So she's taking a great risk. Now in the gospel it says she came, so she came a distance to encounter Jesus. Now the awesome thing about our faith is that this is a historical event that happened in history that we can recount it a couple thousand years ago. And it is contained in our sacred scriptures in the Bible. And this is a living word that's meant to pierce our hearts and our lives here in the year 2020 as disciples of Jesus Christ. So I invite all of us into this story today. So just as this Canaanite woman came to Jesus, had a little bit of a journey at a distance, us too as his disciples, some of you probably came from the valley to come back to Aggieland. Maybe you came from the West, West Texas or the Panhandle or the DFW area, area. Maybe some of you came from out of state or even out of the country or an international student. But not only are we coming physically to College Station to encounter the Lord here in Aggieland, but also I don't know what your life looked like when you left here last spring with COVID starting or even over the summer. Maybe you haven't been able to receive the sacraments very much. Maybe you fell back into some sin um, when you went back home that you weren't used to falling into. Maybe you lost your support system. You, your friends or your family back home just really don't get the faith, and they're not there to be able to support you. Maybe your prayer life was a little bit rocky over the summer. So you feel distant from the Lord. 
You feel like maybe that there could be some shame there, some guilt. And so we're coming back to Aggieland to be able to encounter the Lord, particularly here in Mass today. So the Canaanite woman, she encounters the Lord, and then she quickly says, Lord, help me. Lord, have pity on me, is what she actually says. Now, another version or translation could say, Lord, have mercy on me. And if you look at the Greek version, it, it's actually, she's saying, Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Which we just said in Mass earlier today, Lord, have mercy. So this is the part of Scripture that's brought into our liturgy from the Canaanite woman. You kind of put that in your back pocket for your next Catholic trivia night. All right, so we have her saying, Lord, have mercy on me. And then what's the Lord's response? This is, if you read this and if you just listened to it, you think that the Lord would just give her this like big bear hug and welcome it into her arms. And she's saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Or at least give her a pound it or absolve her of her sins or something. But what does Jesus do? He's silent. Jesus' response to her is silence. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of times when I encounter the Lord in my prayer time, there's a lot of silence. I come, I have my Bible, maybe I have my coffee with me, maybe sometimes I come into the church to pray, and I'm ready to encounter the Lord, and I'm talking to Him and waiting for Him to respond, and there's silence. And during that time, there can be doubts in our head. Does God even exist? Is God there for me? Have I offended God? There's silence. Now, St. Augustine, during his life, there was a woman that asked him, St. Augustine, whenever I have my times of prayer, a lot of times I encounter silence. What's that all about? And he tell, told her, he said, silence inspires perseverance. And perseverance stretches our hearts to be able to receive a great gift from God. That silence in prayer, that silent response from God, inspires perseverance. And perseverance stretches our heart, stretches our faith, in order to receive a great gift from God. And so, my brothers and sisters, just like the Canaanite woman, we have two choices. Because Jesus doesn't leave. He's still there with her. He's still there in our prayer time. He's just choosing to be silent. We have two choices. We can persevere in that silence and remain with Jesus. Or we can give up. We can reach for that cell phone and start texting a friend. We can start getting distracted and start thinking about our day. We can perfectly arrange our Bible with our rosary on top and our cup of coffee right there and take a picture of it and post it on social media. <laughs> or we can just give up totally. But like the Canaanite woman, the Lord is calling us to persevere in that silence, to stretch our hearts, to stretch our faith, to know that the Lord is still there. So after a little bit of silence, Jesus says, I came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Remember, she's a Canaanite. She's not part of that house. She's not a Jew. And we know that in God's original plan, that the Jews were the chosen people of the God of Abraham, and that Jesus' mission on earth was for salvation for the Jewish people. But we also know that they hardened their hearts towards him, and they didn't see him as the Messiah. And so that salvation was then extended to all people, Jew or Gentile. Gentile meaning non-Jew. And so because of that, Jesus is reminding the apostles and the Canaanite woman, no, I came for the Jews, that's my mission. But she perseveres even still and says, Lord, help me. 
And then he says to her, it is not right to take food from children and give it to the dogs. Whoa, what's going on here? Is Jesus calling her a dog? He kind of is, actually. So the symbolism of dog in scripture is somebody who is unclean, somebody who is unfaithful to God, somebody who has multiple gods. And so he's pointing that out to her. He's testing her faith, this newfound faith that she's acquiring in her encounter with the Lord. And so right after, she, right after Jesus says that, her humble response is, Lord, even dogs will eat from the scraps from their master's table. What a humble response and full of faith from this woman. And Jesus recognizes it, and right away he says, Woman, how great is your faith. And we hear at the end, at that hour, her daughter was cured. Now, I don't know about you, we have another miracle happening of Jesus. Yes, the daughter was cured, her body was cured. But I say the greater miracle is this woman who's encountered Jesus, who had no faith in him before, in a matter of seconds or minutes, has this profound experience with Jesus and then becomes his disciple. A conversion of heart, a conversion of soul. My brothers and sisters, as we're here on campus at A&M, yes, our studies are important. And they're good, just like the healing of Jesus of that woman's daughter is good and it was a miracle. But I'd say even greater is the way the Lord's going to work here in your life, in your spiritual life, your soul that lasts for eternity. How much more should we put importance on tilling that soil in our relationship with the Lord? Just like the great miracle of that Canaanite woman whose soul was changed forever as she encountered the Lord. Now, she encountered the Lord in his great mercy that he had on her. St. Therese of Lisieux said, it's more pleasing to God, more than endless virtue or endless merit, more pleasing to God is a heart open to receive his mercy. A heart open to receive his mercy. I have a question for you. Is God, does God love you more before you go to confession or after you go to confession? Does God love you more before you go to confession or after? Kind of a trick question. Our answer should be God loves us the same. That he loves us perfectly even when we're sinners. And after he shows us that great love and mercy. That our God will never stop loving us. And so my brothers and sisters, as we've journeyed with the Canaanite woman, we look to this semester. As we come back to Aggieland, to the promised land, right? As we're here and we're starting to set up our apartments and our dorms on campus, we're starting to get our schedule situated, seeing what our classes online or in the classroom are going to look like. Have we given attention and given priority even to our spiritual life while we're here at AM? Have we thought about what God is calling us to, to take a step in, in our own conversion, in our own walk with the Lord, just like the Canaanite woman, for this year? Maybe God's calling you to have 10 minutes of prayer with him every single morning, which having a prayer life with the Lord one-on-one -on -one is necessary for a disciple of Jesus Christ. So if you don't have that prayer life yet, maybe that one step in the walk with Jesus is to have that prayer life each and every morning when you wake up 10 minutes, even with a cup of coffee, to spend time with him. And if you're already praying every single day, maybe he's calling you to 20 minutes or 30 minutes of prayer and time with him each day. 
Or maybe he's asking you to come to daily Mass a couple times during the week in order to receive him fully present in the Eucharist. Or maybe you've been away from confession for a while and he's asking you to come and receive his great mercy that he desires to give you in the sacrament of confession that we have offered so much here at St. Mary's. Whatever it is, I challenge you all, whether later on today or early this week, to sit down in a time of prayer, write it out in a journal or in a note card, and ask the Lord, what are you calling me to this semester, this year? In the midst of the chaos, how do you want me to grow in my spiritual life? to grow deeper and more mature as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because, my brothers and sisters, I don't know how much more time you have here. Maybe it's four years or five years, or maybe it's only one year left. But the Lord has given you this great gift of being on this campus to receive an awesome education, but even more so to have an amazing Catholic center, his church, to be able to get to know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in a most profound way to be able to dive into the sacraments that are offered so much here, to create great community and grow in virtue as his disciples. So that when you leave this place, when you leave the promised land, and you go off to wherever the Lord calls you to, that even when another pandemic comes, whether it's literal or figurative, that you will have a strong faith, so that even in the waves or the tossing of the ocean, that you will be able to stand strong on the rock of Jesus Christ and his church, knowing that Jesus is there by your side, so that he may be able to say in the midst of those trials and tribulations, my brother, my sister, how great is your faith. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and gig'em.